Welcome from the City of Entertainment. You are listening to Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFong. The only show that really gets personal with the stars. Partnered with Casino Player Magazine, a monthly gaming lifestyle publication with over 88,000 paid subscribers nationally, which now features LaFong's syndicated columns and backstage videotaped interviews online. Our website is lasvegasbackstagetalk.com, where the show is currently streaming live. Now, please welcome your host, Comedian Michelle LaFong. I'll make you mine someday. Somehow, somewhere, some way. Whisper on a stream doesn't change a thing. Don't bring you back. Blue on black. If you ever doubt. Listen to the sound No lies No, no, no This is my last goodbye Hey, hey! And on the line we have award-winning rock and blues great Kenny Wayne Shepherd, who happens to be one of my favorite artists of all time. I am so excited. We finally got you on the show, Kenny. I can't get over it. <laughs> I, and you're returning. on the show. What was that? I said I'm glad to be on the show. Oh, my gosh. You have no idea. It's been like three years I've been trying to get you. And you were at the Orleans, and you're coming back. I'm so excited, February 7th and 8th at 8 p.m. And I have to tell you, Kenny, that was the best concert that I've seen you do. Were you doing a lot of things differently on that concert, do you recall? Well, I mean, every night we try to, to change it up a little bit, you know, from the night before. And especially when we come to the Orleans, we play two nights back-to-back, -back, and generally we play two different set lists uh, each night. Because, I did uh, not... Some of our fans will come to both shows, so we want to give them a different show each night. Oh, my gosh. So I did not know. you know. I had no idea. Now I will always go to both nights as well. <laughs> I had yeah, no... we try and keep it interesting, you know, because we have some very loyal fans. And they're diehards, and, and they come to multiple shows in a row. And uh, so when, when we know that's liable to happen, then we want to give them different shows. That's awesome. Totally awesome. Now, I, I don't know if it's because I had better seats or because the in at the Orleans, you could really see from every seat. But I noticed that, like, the lead singer, Noah, Noah Hunt, he was playing instruments throughout the show, and I don't recall him doing that in the past. Is it just my recollection, or did he always do that? No, you're right. I mean, for the longest time, he just sang. And uh, and then, you know, he started doing, like, some tambourine and stuff like that. But just in recent years, he started playing more guitar, just like I've started singing more. So now yes. you'll see Noah pick up the electric guitar and he'll be playing a uh, uh, rhythm uh, on the electric guitar while I'm singing the vocals. So, you know, it's another way to kind of keep it, um, you know, keep it consistent and cohesive as, you know, we change, uh, you know, courses. I mean, over the course of the show, it's like, you know, when he's singing lead vocals, 
obviously he's got the microphone, but if I'm going to step up to the microphone, then, you know, he's got to have something to do. So he's been really proactive and playing more guitar on stage. I did notice that you were singing more as well, and I just loved it. I loved the choreography of what you guys were doing on stage. You seemed to be much more interactive, and I, I assume that's on purpose. Well, I mean, you know, we've been playing together, <clears throat> I mean, for... Noah's been in the band almost 18 years, and uh, I've been doing this now for over 20 years. So, you know, it's just uh, experience, really, you know, just growing and as a musician and as a performer and evolving, and, and the band has certainly evolved over the past 20 years. Sure. I mean, it absolutely shows. I've been following you guys for a long, long time myself. In fact, I remember the first time I heard you on the radio, I even remember where I was and what I was doing, like the Kennedy shooting. It was crazy. And I, yeah, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I never heard Stevie Ray Vaughan do this song. And then people said, that's not Stevie Ray Vaughan. And I said, yes, it is. And they said, no, it's Kenny Wayne Shepard. And I wrote the name down, and you're a legend, an absolute legend. Love you. So, Well, I, I appreciate it. You know, it's, uh, I mean, it's really, you know, an honor when people mention me in the same sentence with Stevie Ray Vaughan, and, and I certainly appreciate you being a fan for so long. And, yeah, that's the beauty of the fans that we have and the kind of music that we do is that, uh, you know, our fans are lifelong fans, and, and our music is... You know, the whole point of the music we make is to try and make it sound timeless so that it sounds good. You know, just as good today as it did 20 years ago, you know, or 20 years from now. Better. Better, actually. And what's amazing to me is that you're completely self-taught and that you don't even read music. Does that hinder you? I mean, like, if you come up with a riff or something and you can't write it down, what does, does that affect your playing? Or remembering things? You know, it used to be uh, back in the day before cell phones were invented and, you know, computers were commonplace. uh, It was a little bit of a problem because I'd have to do it all on memory. And so there was a lot of song ideas that uh, never got written because I forgot uh, what I had come up with. Uh, But now, uh, you know, if you have a cell phone, you have the ability to record uh, an idea on the spot. So it's really helpful, you know, because anytime I have an idea uh, for a new song, I just whip out the cell phone and hit the record button and put it down. And so that that really helps out a lot. How interesting. I mean, so when you've recorded with other artists and you've played with so many different people, has that hindered you where if they put a piece of music in front of you and, you know, you're just like, no, just do it by ear? Does that affect you? No, it doesn't. I mean, you know, there's certain, there's probably certain things that, that I couldn't do uh, because I can't read music. Like, for example, uh, a lot of these, uh, a lot of studio musicians that just play on on people's albums, uh, you know, they, they can read music and so they can go in and play a song because they can read the sheet music and so they'll get hired because they can play just about anything as long as you have it written down on paper in front of them. Uh, you know, I couldn't do that. I, ha- I would have to hear the song and learn it uh, by ear. Um, and the same thing for, like, uh, you know, um, people that are on, uh, like, TV shows, uh, you know, composers and, and people like that. You know, you have to be able to read music to do that kind of stuff. Right. The kind of music that I like to play, you know, straight up rock and roll and, and blues uh, is not, you know, <laughs> most people 
that are, were my biggest heroes uh, did not know how to read music. Really? I did not know that. Interesting. So your, <clears throat> your latest album, Going Home, is up for uh, an award, a Blues Rock Album of the Year Award. Uh, are, you feeling, are you feeling it? <laughs> well, I mean, you never know. I mean, it's always great to be nominated for something uh, and to be recognized by your peers and by the industry. Um, but ultimately, you know, you have to remember that we make music because we love uh, the music and we love to play music. And, you know, it's nice to win awards, but <clears throat> that should never be the, the sole motivation for what we do. Well, of course, of course not. I mean, now, <clears throat> you've opened for some great, great bands, the Rolling Stones, Leonard Skinner, Aerosmith, the Eagles, Van Halen, it goes on and on, Bob Dylan. I mean, <clears throat> have you had any crazy experiences opening for any of those bands or other ones? Well, I've had really great experiences uh, throughout my entire career uh, touring with people. I mean, I've never really had anything too crazy to speak of, uh, or at least anything, uh, you know, that I'd be willing to share. <laughs> Most of the crazy stuff is is uh, for behind closed doors, but, you know, that was, and all that stuff was a, a long time ago for me anyways. You know, I'm a family man now, but... Um, yeah, so I've had a great time, and I've gotten to to know a lot of legendary musicians, very talented people, and, and a lot of them have become my friends, and, and so I just feel very grateful for all of that. It, yes, uh, you are you are all those things. So now you brought up you're a family man now, and uh, I did not realize that uh, well who your wife was, and uh, what is it like having Mel Gibson for a father in law. <laughs> Well, you know, it's, I mean, it's pretty great. Uh, he's a, he's really, um, he's a good father-in-law. I mean, he and I get along really well as far as our relationship goes, but, uh, he's incredible with our children. Like he's, he's a really great grandfather and he's, you know, he, he really has a lot of fun, uh, with the kids. And so, uh, you know, it's just great. I mean, my wife comes from a big family. She has lots of brothers and, you know, so, uh, it's nice to have, to be uh, part of such a, a large family and, and they're all really good, good people. Does your wife and kids ever come on the road with you? They do. Uh, it just depends, you know, on on the tour and the schedule and stuff. But they came out a few different times with me last year on the road, and it's a lot of fun. You know, we we take them out on the bus, and and uh, you know, we'll travel from city to city, and we try and take the kids out to during the daytime to you know museums and and playgrounds and things like that. Get them out. Uh, and you know to see some things while we're traveling, and then at night I you know I play my music and and then we get up and do it again the next day. But it's a lot of fun, you know. My kids, what's really funny uh, for them is that on the bus, you know, they sleep in these bunk beds, and every bunk bed has a DVD player in it, and you know with a screen and everything. And my kids don't have television in their bedroom, so for them, like to have a, a, a DVD player, a TV in their bed is like so exciting you know? yeah it's exciting for me <laughs> yeah that sounds that sounds awesome how did you meet hannah your wife well we just met through mutual friends you know just uh i mean i, I knew some people that knew her and, and we just kind of ran into each other and hit it off she's not a musician or anything no she's a uh, an artist and a clothing designer um but well, once we got married and started having kids, 
then she stopped pursuing that uh, in order to be a full-time mom. Very cool. So uh, is there any musician that you are dying to work with that you never have? Well, you know, I feel like I've really gotten to play with just about everybody, uh, at least the ones that are still alive. You know, I mean, the name that uh, that was always at the top of that list was Eric Clapton, but a few years back I got to play with him. So um, I can't really think of anybody, to be honest with you. I've, I've gotten to play with just about every guitar hero uh, that I ever looked up to that, that's still living. That is amazing. And from what you said before, there wasn't a lot of stories that you would want to share. I take it that that means that there's no book coming up, uh, a Kenny Wayne Shepherd uh, book. No, you're not going to hear it. You'll, I, I seriously doubt you'll ever see a uh, tell-all uh, book put out by me. You know, it's like I just like to respect uh, people's privacy, uh, you know, the, like all the people that I've worked with and, and that have worked with me, and, and I like to respect my own privacy as well. So. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Wayne Shepherd, it has been a thrill. And don't forget, he will be uh, over at the Orleans on February 7th and 8th at 8 p.m., and it's two different shows on Saturday and Sunday. And I will be there both nights just ready to just, ah, oh, I cannot, I cannot wait. That's all I could say. Thanks again, Kenny, and I hope you return on our show when you're back in town uh, next time around. And we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Rudy Rudinger when we get back from the movie Rudy. We'll be right back, and you are listening to Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFong. Plus, we are streaming live at LasVegasBackstageTalk.com every Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and all previous shows are archived at LasVegasBackstageTalk.com. Please visit our website. When you walk into Dr. Gary Lee's Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic in Henderson, you'll love the design. Created as an elegant refuge of beauty, peacefulness, and tranquility. If cosmetic surgery is not right for you, then consider what Dr. Lee and the Horizon Ridge Wellness Center can do for you. Dr. Lee specializes in Botox cosmetic wrinkle filters, spider veins, laser skin technology, anti-aging wellness, and medical weight loss. At Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic, we help you look your best by giving you the inner confidence and strength to feel your best and to project this to the world. Call today, 702-938-0190 or on the web, at www.hrwellness.net The Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic Paradise Nail Bar is a new experience in service and atmosphere for full service manicure and pedicure services With two convenient Las Vegas locations we've expanded to a new facility in Southeast Las Vegas Eastern and Windmill as well as in Summerlin Come and enjoy our services at Paradise Nail Bar and Salon the finest in services for your salon and spa needs. Offering full-service hair salon, manicure and pedicure, massages and spa. At Paradise Nail Bar, we also do many petty parties for special occasions or any other reason you'd like. 
Have your party here with friends, beverages, and karaoke. Book now online 24-7 at paradisenailbar.com. Welcome back, and here's more of Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFong. Hey, hey, right now in studio from the movie, Rudy, 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 Rudy. I'm sure you remember that. And no matter how much you try to get it out of your head, you can't because I'm with you on that. I was doing that for a long time after I saw the movie and I just loved the movie. The guy is here. Rudy, yes. Rudy Rudiger is here in the studio, and he's sitting right next to me. Oh, my God. Could you even stand it? Rudy, no, how are no, you? I'm, I'm excited you have my name right. Well, you that's should exciting. be, because if you know me well, that's <laughs> right. very unusual. Right. That is almost never, uh, never happened. I mean, that just never happened. That's good. So, you practice, though, as well. I practice? Yes. I practice what I preach. Does that count? (laughs) (laughs) Rudy, you're a character I can tell already. Right. Yes. And I know because you walked in here with uh, the producer of your show that's opening at the Smith Center. Right. uh, Mr. Tony Saka, our, the one and only Tony Saka, I might say. (laughs) And no, we're going to have Tony and Rudy on together in the last segment of our show because first i need to you know talk to you one-on-one do you think you can handle that rudy we're gonna try oh yeah oh (laughs) i'll tell you i could tell already this is gonna be challenging for me i could tell now uh rudy you have uh, an entire show about you and this Tell, tell us what we can expect to see. It's going to be a multimedia production. I Correct. know that. And it's going to be about how you convinced Hollywood to make a movie about your story. And I really need to get the facts straight because I need this to happen for me, Rudy, because I'll tell you the truth. This isn't cutting it. This whole radio show thing. Okay? This is not cutting it for me. I need a movie you about need a my movie. life story. That's what I need. Help me, Rudy. Yeah. Help me. Well, first thing you do, you go to Hollywood. You go to Carnegie Deli. And you ask the guy, the maitre d', where, where do the producers hang out? And he says, there's one right over there. In AA so meetings, I, I right? Sat, <laughs> I sat until I had an opportunity to slide in as he was talking. It happened to be Body by Jake, Jake Steinfeld. He was talking about his upcoming bodybuilding and his new vitamins. And so I introduced myself. Hi, I'm Rudy Rudiger from... Uh, South Bend, Indiana, and uh, hey, uh, I watch your show all the time. It's wonderful. Really? He says, yeah. Uh, and I says, uh, I have an underdog story. Are you interested in hearing it? He says, I'm an underdog. I said, then then we'll talk. And uh, he, he came in from uh, New York, of course, and started in L.A. Uh, training just people like producers and directors. Uh, and all of a sudden, they liked him, and he got his break. And I said, well, that's what I'm looking for is a break. He said, well, what's your story? And I told him, and he said, I like that. That's a good story. And uh, I said, well, what do we do? He says, go see my lawyer. Uh, uh, we'll put you under contract. Uh, 
We'll get the rights from you. I said, okay, okay. I got all excited until he offered me $500. I said, no, <laughs> It was something so good up but until that point. It was a positive. It was positive. So I kept moving. So you mean it, it actually moved forward with him? Not with him, no, but it was a positive uh, indication Response. that the story works. Okay, he, how devastated were you when he, checked, no, when not, he wanted not, to give you $500? Let's. I laughed. <laughs> I said, look, and it, it cost me 600 bucks to get out of here. <laughs> I covered my, my, my airfare. So how long after that were you able to it, make something happen? It took 10 years. 10 years, Ten years after years. that? I was convinced to talk to everybody but find the right person. You never know who knows someone, number one, that knows someone that could help you. Rudy, I don't and, have 10 more years. Well, <laughs> I don't want to have 10 more years. You've got to do better than this. I can't wait 10 years. (laughs) I didn't either. That's just the way it happened. You you have to have a little bit of patience. So how did it happen for you finally? Well, there's so much much to it. It's... it's, uh, uh, you get railroaded by a lot of people. Well, I, that part I yeah. already did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I got that part down. You I'm, believe I'm everybody really that tells you they can help you. Then you find out, but well, this is what's fascinating. Uh, in Hollywood, they all have name droppers. And uh, they know this guy. They know. By the time you find out who they know, they don't know anyone. And you happen to know more people than they Absolutely. do. Absolutely. <laughs> but enough about my management. Right. Let's not go there. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to calm down the management, right? That's right. That's my husband. That's not oh. management. My husband signals me he tells all you. the time. It's, it's unbelievable. He signals yeah, he's me. He's so nervous right now. He's sitting down. It's hilarious. He's, yeah. It's hilarious. You should see the signals in bed. No better. I wish yeah, you the thumbs are going you down. You should have saw his it's face like, when I walked in and said, I'm not Rudy. <laughs> I believed you, so I, I walked I up on stage. Say. My first speech ever. I walked out, and they show the movie to the kids, and and I walked out, and I'm excited, and uh, all of a sudden they weren't. They're looking for Rudy, the actor, the actor, the Hobbit. I understand. So I learned a very valuable lesson. What there. was the lesson? The lesson is set him up properly before you go talk to him. Tell him the real Rudy's coming, not Rudy. Ah, <laughs> so in other words, I botched your opening. You botched Is that it. what you're telling yeah, me? I botched t- your opening. <laughs> well, you know what? Shame on me. That's all right. I, but I recognized you. You couldn't. See, you tried to pretend you weren't Rudy when right. you first walked in here. Uh, right. But I know the motivational speaker, Rudy. I know. Now, tell us about you being a motivational speaker, too. Tell us about how you got into that. Well, that was uh, pretty simple. Um, because when we did the movie, we decided to do messages uh, with the moments, not to tell the documentary type of story. Let's tell a story, but let's do it biblical I'm a because uh, everything that's positive. We want to be positive. We want to show the setbacks, and we want to show how you get up. And so we created these moments to where uh, everybody's going to uh, be touched differently in some scenes. So we didn't want to make it a football movie or a Notre Dame movie. Not everybody's going to go to Notre Dame sure. or play football. Of course. I'm the only goofball that wanted it, <laughs> I guess, and was had the courage to go to Notre Dame and stay there till they accepted me. And that's how the attitude I had with Hollywood. I'm not leaving until I find a guy that's going to do this story. That was my attitude. So it's about not giving up. It's, it's not. not it's, about- uh, no, it's about belief. When you have belief, you won't give up. 
That's the key. Ah. Believe it. You, you have to believe it and see it, then you won't give up. Once you see it, you won't give up on well, it. Well, I have to ask you a question. Uh, do we have time before we go to break? Just signal me. Oh, yeah, we do. I have to ask you a question. When you Do you watch any reality TV uh, shows like um, Star Search or... Not Star Search. Honey Boo Boo. Honey Boo Boo. Do you watch any of these America's Got Talent shows? I love them. Okay. I love them. Here's my question to right. you. When you see somebody mm-hmm. who just doesn't have it right. and just won't see or won't give up their dream, doesn't that make you say to yourself, is there a point in time when maybe I'm that person where you have to say to yourself, they have no idea that they're that person? Well, oh, my God. Could okay, that be that's me? A, that's a different whole different scenario is it uh, yeah not in their it, mind it isn't well it, it is if it, they're at one of your motivational talks they're gonna take it that they should never give up no they shouldn't give up on that dream they could be the writer they could be the producer they could be something else they'll find out maybe i don't have the talent to sing maybe i can contribute some other way that's a discovery they're gonna find so do you tell people in your set lectures or in your talks to notice whether they're being successful or not or whether they're good at something or not or or it's okay to change your course it's okay to change yeah that, that's it's okay to change your it course. really is it's okay to change you got to change like every day you get a maybe new inspiration new dream new thought and if it's positive it means something right uh, so they just shouldn't because, just stick with it no because if i would have stuck with the fact that uh well here's a great example i wanted to play for the yankees that's not possible. You know? I wouldn't have thought I mean, it was yeah. possible. What but you know what's possible? You know what's possible? Here's what's fascinating about that. I, when I was a little boy, I wanted to play for the New York Yankees. I didn't have the talent, but yet Rudy is in Yankee Stadium. Right. Rudy has played the the little. There's a little scene they play in the seventh inning when they're down. No one comes to into our house and pushes us around. They know who Rudy is. That's right. So you become a legacy to them. Right. You become something much different instead of the home run hitter because you mean something to them. And that's what we find out in our discovery. People are inspired by you not giving up, by you finding another way that's to get right. there. And that's what's and, wonderful. And I'm inspired right now, and we're going <laughs> to take a quick break, and we will be right back. And I have many more questions for Rudy when we return. <laughs> not Rudy the actor. Rudy the real Rudy when we come back. Don't go anywhere, people. We'll be right back. And you are listening to Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFong. Plus, we are streaming live at LasVegasBackstageTalk.com every Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And all previous shows are archived at LasVegasBackstageTalk.com. Please visit our website. How would you like to create a whole new you? That's right. That person you see in the mirror every day, well, you can change how you look and how you feel about yourself by calling Hairworks by Janice Fusaro. Janice Fusaro is the Maserati of hair extension with over 20 years of experience and is the best of Las Vegas, specializing in great lengths and is certified by all the top 
hair extension companies. And feathers are available. Whether it's making your hair longer or thicker, Janice can make your dreams come true. Go to longhairextensions.net and see the before and afters. And then pick up the phone and make an appointment for your free, that's right, free consultation. Call 702-326-6564. It's a whole new you with HairWorks by Janice Fasaro. When you walk into Dr. Gary Lee's Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic in Henderson, you'll love the design. Created as an elegant refuge of beauty, peacefulness, and tranquility. If cosmetic surgery is not right for you, then consider what Dr. Lee and the Horizon Ridge Wellness Center can do for you. Dr. Lee specializes in Botox. Cosmetic wrinkle filters, spider veins, laser skin technology, anti-aging wellness, and medical weight loss. At Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic, we help you look your best by giving you the inner confidence and strength to feel your best and to project this to the world. Call today, 702-938-0190 or on the web at www.hrwellness.net The Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic Welcome back and here's more of Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFong Hey, hey, and we are back with Rudy Rudiger I got it right again (laughs) Rudy, Rudy, Rudy I'm so excited Okay, this is a multimedia show about how you got Hollywood, how you convinced Hollywood to do your story and make a movie of Rudy. Now, it's a multimedia show. Can you give us a hint of what we can expect? Well, it's not only about Hollywood. It's about Notre Dame because Notre Dame was the other um, monster I you had to convince because Notre Dame did not want this movie to be shown. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. So I had to get Hollywood and Notre Dame. Notre Dame did not trust Hollywood. Wow, I don't blame them. I'll tell you, I don't blame them. Because, and plus, they didn't understand how a kid, like, I was never a candidate for Notre Dame. A kid barely got in Notre Dame. Why would we make a movie out of you when we have these wonderful elite athletes coming here and these wonderful students? And what did you really do? They didn't know the story. They just know you were there. You showed up. Uh, you got beat up, and then you got to play one play, and they said, oh, that's it. You know? So how did you turn that around? You know, it's fascinating. You got to get the right people. I always say that when you're with the right people. But you keep telling the story to everyone, and you never know who's going to get excited about the story that knows someone. Wow. So in other words. I told a mailman my story. Wow. And he got passionate. I'm going to tell everyone your story, and, that and maybe that'll man, help and me. And that mailman <laughs> took me to the guy I was looking for. No, but, he didn't. Yes, he did. Oh, come on. Now yeah. you're messing with me again. Uh, yes, you are. So are you telling me? <laughs> first, it was a hotel manager. Notre Dame, our first meeting with Notre Dame for the movie lasted about 20 seconds. Because they could come walking in and said, the meeting's over. We have no interest, and we told Rudy many times we are not. Now that I believe, that sounds very yeah. believable. Then the hotel manager kept saying to me, "Don't give up, Rudy. I love that story." And one day he called me and said, hey, "Rudy, my brother's coming to town. You need to talk to him." And I did. And he got real excited and passionate. See, passion is the key. 
Oh, got, yeah. And, and he got real passionate because he was relating to the story, the underdog. He said, I'm going to call my friend. And he called his friend. He happened to write the movie Hoosiers. And he set up a meeting. Uh, did you see Hoosiers? I didn't. Wow, it's a great movie. In fact, top 10 sport, sports inspirational movies, not sports movies, but inspirational movies. Rudy, Brian Song, Rocky, Hoosiers, it's all I saw in the top, of those. Top I didn't five, see right? that one. It's inspirational. <laughs> Sorry, Rudy. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You didn't see any of them. <laughs> We're in good shape here. <laughs> Anyhow, the, the hotel manager introduced me to his brother, and I told his brother, his brother called our his buddy out in California, and he was a writer, and he was the key guy. If I can get to him, I can get this project done. But that's eight years into the deal and uh i went out there and didn't show up and uh everything happens for a reason and what you do is i call preparation for what's going to happen that you're going to be able to handle when something does come your way and 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 i sold insurance for 10 years and i was used to no shows and also used to uh uh people saying no so i never heard no uh and but I heard always saw the positive in, in the situation. Never. Uh, so it helps negative. to be delusional, which is what I always said. Delusion it, it, is your friend, I think. Imagination is your friend. Imagination yeah, and delusion, not, you're a killer. No, no <laughs> delusional takes you to goofy thinking. <laughs> and, yeah. And, 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 and believe this or not, um, because I had that, that little connection uh, with that brother that called his friend uh, I believe that Angela would show up but he wasn't showing up so I, that's when I walked outside and saw the mailman you know he was a happy man and all I did was thank him thanks man I needed that and he said where are you from I said I'm from Indiana he said well I- I'm from Michigan I said wow dude what do you, how'd you get out here and he told me his story it's a great story he said what are you out here for and I told him our stories he said I like that story he said follow me man I know where that guy lives you've been talking about he took me right to his house knocked that's down unbelievable his door. that's what happens see it's usually the little people that get to where you need I'm to go I'm gonna be anyhow. so much nicer to my mailman <laughs> I can't even begin to tell I have been no, working well, this all wrong this yeah, show yeah. business thing you I've probably try to get an wrong. agent and a lawyer I you know, so I never yeah. had a script. You never had a never script? Never had a lawyer. I, I only got a lawyer when TriStar called me because uh, uh, the, the, everything's timing. Finally, the mailman, I get in front of Angelo, and, and he says, I don't want to do another sports story, and I hate Notre Dame. So he was out on that, but he did like the story, so he was in on that. So now I had to inspire him and get to know him for the next couple years, which I did. That's called patience because that's who I wanted. That was my target guy to write the story because I knew he could write it, and he would do a wonderful job. Uh, with it and um, and it happened because I believe that uh, opportunities uh, sometimes come in different ways and different forms and different situations but this opportunity was to have patience and, and wait and I did and uh, one day Angelo was at lunch and, uh, and there was a guy who's a president of Columbia TriStar Pitchers and he just happened to go to Michigan State and he was he applied to Notre Dame. He got turned down, but he went to he went to Michigan State, and he was a walk on on the football team at Michigan State. And he asked a producer who was at Orion Pictures that 
helped Angelo and David do Hoosiers say, hey, you know what? I got about $25 million. We need a sports movie. Can you guys go find one for me? And uh, so Rob called Angelo, and Angelo says, uh, no, we don't have one. And David, his partner, the director, who also went to IU, his fraternity brother, director of Hoosiers, said, yeah, Angelo, tell me about that kid from uh, Notre Dame. And he told him, he said, I'll sell that tomorrow. And he, and he was in the office with Mr. Price and 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 usually they don't say uh, yes right away. They say, oh, we'll get back to you. Oh, yeah, you don't we'll have get to back tell me. To you. I know that He leaned one. over <laughs> and he says, when can we start? <laughs> wow, yeah. what a great story. So My gosh. Yeah. I love that. So how did you go? Were you inspired by that? I'm inspired by just having you here next to me, Rudy. My heart is going pitter-pat, Rudy. Wait, Rudy, there's your Rudy. husband over there. His heart is going pitter-pat. Yeah, you should see the looks he's been giving you. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. So, so, Rudy, how did you go from that to you You were a speaker. How did you decide to do this thing? You, you know, that's, that's I, for 20 years I've been speaking and... and uh, and I've been in a process. I always wanted to entertain, basically. In, Did in you ever way. try stand-up? You know, it's funny because uh, when I first started speaking, Danny Gans and I were on tour for these companies before he was in ah. Vegas. I was so impressed with that guy. I said, that guy's going to be big time. He was a skinny guy at the time. He, and he, we relayed because he played baseball. And he uh, and we and his dream was to come to Las Vegas. When he made it to Vegas, I went to his shows, and I just got inspired. So I want to do that. I want to do what he does. But how do you do that? You know, Start with I, I can't. I can't sing. Or I can't sing or, or dance or. Can you do an impression? No, I can't do any of that. That's that's what stopped me. I said, now wait a minute. All of a sudden, they got these one man shows with Mike Tyson and, and yeah. And I said, wait a minute. I, I could do better than that. Did you, know? you see his show? Yeah, it's it's Mike Tyson. But but my point is, I could do that. And that's when I got in. So I called Tony Sack. I said, Tony. How did you know Tony? For 15 years. He interviewed me when I first came here. And, and I said, Tony, I want to do a one-man show. Can you produce it? And he said, absolutely. <laughs> and wow. And that's what we're doing. Look that's at why that. we're excited. And, I think and, I'd have a better chance with my mailman. <laughs> so, but that's the difference between Rudy Rudiger and Michelle Lafon. What well, What's the difference? You know, you have the spirit. You got the talent. I, didn't I have none. I have no talent. I went to Notre Dame with no <laughs> That's talent. That's the key right there. I, have I no talent. should have had no none. talent. I had oh, what my, am I doing, Rudy? I got to Notre Dame with, with no money, no grades, and no talent. And oh, I've been doing everything all wrong. <laughs> and all I went right. to Hollywood with, with just a dream with no script, no agent, no lawyer. Got it done. I didn't meet my lawyer until premiere night. I really need to rethink my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now. No, you don't want to go I, my route. My, 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 my route, look at because I have no talent, I, feel like I, have to be, I have to be like that stream of water. That's that powerful stream. It's going to go over, under, and around that rock. That's me. I'm going to find a way if that's what I want to do. 
Yeah. That's that's the bottom line. Well, you your story is pretty unbelievable because you didn't just do it once. You didn't just do it twice. You do it over and over and over again. So your method works. Having well, not no for talents. everyone. <laughs> uh, I will inspire someone with talent not to quit. Like Kobe Bryant. Um, my daughter's singing the national anthem at the uh, Kings and uh, L.A. Lakers game, and we're kind of rehearsing and and uh no one's in the arena but my daughter my my wife and my boy and and i see colby come out and he starts shooting around and say, damn man okay i gotta get his autograph you know and wow. be cool and i take my boy i said come on man we'll, let's go get his autograph as soon as we get up walking towards him and uh, all these security people come around you can't disturb mr bryant well, i gotta tell you because they said that, because Kobe's from here to uh, the camera guy. I said, hey, Kobe, Rudy. He said, Rudiger? Rudy, Rudiger? I said, yeah. He said, how do you know? He said, dude, are you the real Rudy? I said, yeah. And he got real emotional. He come walking to me. He said, when I was 16 years old, my dad gave me your movie when I was in Italy. And the only reason I'm out here today because of your movie. I said, wow. I'm glad I made the movie, Kobe. He said, me too. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, so much more with Rudy Rudiger. Don't go anywhere, people. It gets better and better and better and better. We'll be right back. And you are listening to Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFong. Plus, we are streaming live at LasVegasBackstageTalk.com every Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And all previous shows are archived at LasVegasBackstageTalk.com. Please visit our website. How would you like to create a whole new you? That's right. That person you see in the mirror every day, well, you can change how you look and how you feel about yourself by calling Hairworks by Janice Fusaro. Janice Fusaro is the Maserati of hair extension with over 20 years of experience and is the best of Las Vegas, specializing in great lengths and is certified by all the top hair extension companies. And feathers are available, whether it's making your hair longer or thicker. Janice can make your dreams come true. Go to longhairextensions.net and see the before and afters and then pick up the phone and make an appointment for your free, that's right, free consultation. Call 702-326-6564. It's a whole new you with Hairworks by Janice Fasaro. When you walk into Dr. Gary Lee's Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic in Henderson, you'll love the design. Created as an elegant refuge of beauty, peacefulness, and tranquility. If cosmetic surgery is not right for you, then consider what Dr. Lee and the Horizon Ridge Wellness Center can do for you. Dr. Lee specializes in Botox. Cosmetic wrinkle filters, spider veins, laser skin technology, anti-aging wellness, and medical weight loss. At Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic, we help you look your best by giving you the inner confidence and strength to feel your best and to project this to the world. Call today, 702-938-0190 or on the web at www.hrwellness.net The Horizon Ridge Wellness Clinic Welcome back and here's more of Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFong 
Hey, hey, and we are back with more Rudy Rudiger, and it's a story about how he got Hollywood to do the story of his life, because he is, he isn't the Rudy from the movie, let's clear that up right now, he is the guy that that movie was about. Now, for those of you, for those one of you or two of you out there <laughs> who may not know or heard of Rudy, the movie, which is really iconic, but you never know, there might be one or two of you. Rudy is going <laughs> to tell us what it, the synopsis of sure. what that movie is about. The, the movie's about a young boy having a dream, and he's from a large family, coming from a blue-collar neighborhood, and his parents, uh, my parents were stuck on blue-collar, get a job after school, and that's where you work for 40 years, get your gold watch. Uh, the Rudigers don't go to college because we're not smart enough, we're not the elite, you're not great athletes, that's where we come from, and we're we were Catholic, and we were supposed to go to church, come home, go to work, go to church, come home, go to work, say your prayers, and go to heaven. Sounds <laughs> good to it, me. Right? So it come from a large family. So I was stuck with that thinking. And and, and see, I, I was a dreamer, a risk taker, and I didn't want to be like my... Were you the my, only one in your family? Because I know you have many siblings. Six brothers, seven sisters. But but my point is, I, I dreamt big. I didn't dream small. I wanted to play for the Why Yankees. Why were you different? Why do you think you were different? I don't know. I, I can't explain that other than it was. it's within me dreaming. I think I wanted to be somebody different. Did that upset your family? Yes, it did, because they, they were not upset. They were worried. Concerned. Mine, too. Yeah, they, they said, Whoa, I'm starting no. to share my family's yeah. worries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just well, well, what's fascinating about mom and dad when we were growing up, my mother wouldn't even let you date. Uh, she was afraid you would kiss a girl. <laughs> what? And she was real protective. That's my mom. Uh, and my dad was very protective of what we did and who we hung around, but we step out and we do certain things and we'll become rebels in a way and good rebels okay uh, change, called game changing rebels sure and 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 that's what the movie's about game changing the uh moments that we all get stuck in and and if you have a dream uh and i dreamt and so my point was i didn't do very well in high school and went into the navy navy gave me conference came back went back to work friend dies and, and then I say, you know, life is too short. And I went for the dream. So all these doors start opening. But what was the dream? Go to Notre Dame. Get a and, degree. And your size was well, against you. I didn't you. have the grades. All the size. All the size. Yeah. Or anything going for you that normal people Correct. have going for them. And when they're going for this dream. Right. In high school, uh Graduate, barely graduated in high school. I hear that all the time from great leaders who who did struggle but had dreams and 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 found different ways of making it, and they become great leaders. Uh, President Clinton, I found out, was a underdog in a big way. When I went to the White House to screen the movie, he he was he was touched by the movie. He says, "You know, Rudy, I'm an underdog. Uh, my whole political career is." is Rudy. I said, wow. And I thought that was fascinating that he connected to that when we showed the movie to him. The movie's about a journey about a guy getting hit, 
and getting up. That's basically what it's about. But it's it's about somebody who's doing something that's almost to everybody else inconceivable. Impossible. And yeah, and, and right. impossible. The odds are so against you, right. and you actually, with persistence, get the opportunity to make a mark. Well, I think that's why this one-man show will work, because people will connect to the journey, and they will be, uh, they will get a purpose and a passion from it, and be entertained. And, and, uh, but that's why people were so connected to Rudy, the right. movie, mm-hmm. is because there were even parts where, you know, your teammates, Rudy, Rudy, Well, that, that's interesting. And, Not all my teammates. Oh. No. In the movie, we created that because, oh. but, and, 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 but the student body got behind Rudy because of the bingo bouts. Uh, we fought we, we fought at Notre Dame to uh, raise money for the bingo dash missions and they call them the bingo bouts. So I became well known through boxing at Notre Dame and, and the students love Rudy because the big guy hit me and I get up knock the guy out and win and they go Rudy, Rudy and in that game they start chanting Rudy. I see. And it just caught through the, whatever the student body does the whole stadium will do. I see. Right? Is there anything else that was known in the movie Rudy that really didn't happen exactly the right, way a lot. that? Yeah, yeah. A lot Give me of another example. Uh, another the, big example. The janitor example. had five characters in him. Uh, the speech: You're five foot nothing. You're a hundred and nothing. You hardly a speck of athletic ability. And you played with the best football team in the land for two years. You hung with those guys for two years, Rudy. And you're going to walk out of here with a degree from the University of Notre Dame. You ain't got nothing to prove to no one but yourself. Now get back out there. See, that little speech made me go back out there and look at, you know what, he's right. But he didn't say it that way. How did he say it? In a blue-collar way. Like what? <laughs> tell me, tell me. I, I, you're, just mouth the, just mouth it, just mouth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but, so but the writer says, we can't finger. say that on screen. Yeah. So we wrote a little, your five-foot-nothing speech. I, I like say. that. Stuff like that. And that was wonderful because... But the meaning But the purpose and the meaning there. was there. Yeah. Okay. We had a 92% rating on the movie of accuracy. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's only because and because I became part of the production. Wow! Because I saw the. So vision. you insisted? Did you did you have to make changes? No, when you said only no? when they asked me. Really? It's like Tony say, Rudy, should we change it? Says, yeah, let's change that. <laughs> I don't, I get out of Tony's way. He's talking about Tony Saka, ladies and gentlemen, the producer of this show at the Smith Center about hey, how Rudy... Rudy you know who his competition is? Spike Lee. Of course. I was going to call Spike Lee for the show, but I called Tony. <laughs> well, we can't all have perfect judgment. <laughs> we can't be 100%. No, we love Tony. and And I think... That I cannot wait personally to see what's going to be going on here because you were kind of uh, uh, not giving us exact examples of what we can expect. We're going back in time. You're going to see the and from 1959 to 1974 to uh, to uh, 1994. You'll have that journey. Who? What one man show is your format similar to? I'm not sure. That's a good question. I'm, I'm really not sure. I think you create your own format because uh, uh, I've been speaking for 20 years. And I, I know how to read certain uh, 
points of the audience and where to go. Uh, I, I know what points that move audiences. And uh, But when you produce it, it becomes a whole different story. becomes a whole different, because you got uh, little moments that Tony created uh, with lighting and with... Uh, of course, what you got uh, clothes change your your wardrobe. You change that a couple of times, but you p- try to put people. I want them to watch a movie when they're up there, kind of like they're in the movie. Have you tried this show out anywhere before no. this? In Tony's so this house. is virgin territory. <laughs> Tony's house. Wow, Tony's house. Was anybody there? The dogs. The dogs. <laughs> Did they leave? They didn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> no one has seen. Asleep, no Tony one has son. seen this show. Wow, you are gutsy. You are gutsy. Risky. Risky. Yeah. So, are you nervous? No. <laughs> <laughs> You you were nervous. Yeah, I, yes, I I am. I'm still very nervous having you sitting here next to me, uh, Rudy Rudiger. Oh my goodness! So, Rudy, how long is this show? Uh, seventy three minutes. Does it seem like seventy four? No, because I. <laughs> it could depends if I see someone falling asleep. I'll add another minute to the show. Now, it's multimedia. How much, what percentage is on video? Uh, We're going to show parts of the movie. I I think there's going to be about five different scenes from the movie. We're going to show. They're going to have uh, some voices from from God and from uh, and then a negative voice that we deal with all the time. Of these oh, voices. the voice in your head. Yeah, the voice in oh your head. Oh my gosh! Play that. That would out. take up my whole show. <laughs> I know it is right now. <laughs> it <laughs> you is. Hear, what's your voice saying to you right oh, now? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I, just like the language, I have to clean up the yeah, language. Right. I, you know, I got your, the same your problem. Hanging his head over now there. Now you know yeah. exactly what. I'm going through. Oh, yes. The voice, the The voice, voice, the voice. In fact, I would think as a a public speaker, public speaker, (laughs) as a motivational speaker, I would think that you talk about that negative voice. We do because we want to stay positive and, you know, and then we drift towards the negative because of what we, you know, think about this when you watch uh, uh, the news and they spin the news or you read something they spin the news what you read or or you hear someone say something and uh and you, all of a sudden if you hear it enough you're gonna start believing it yeah and you're gonna start wait a minute what am i and you get negative it's and, very true and you lose it's like dream. a disease it is. it's just it's so contagious current it's events like a- don't ask me about cur- i have no idea what's going on i don't want to know Wow. I need to know what's happening right now in my moment so I could change it. I could help it. And a lot of people you know, say, you should know what's going on, Rudy. Well, if you really want to know what's going on, you don't want to know. Right. That's because interesting because in a, in a recent interview I had with Jay Leno, he said something very similar to that where he does not let right. other things get in the way right. because before a show, he'll just agree with anybody. Right. Uh, he doesn't care. He doesn't want to deal with anything that's going to get in the way of the most important goal, which is his show. And we are so out of time. Thank you so much, guys. We had a great time here. Rudy Rudiger. (laughs) What's my name? My name's Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Thanks so much, people. Till next time. You have been listening to Las Vegas Backstage Talk with your host, comedian Michelle LaFon. 
where you can listen in on those inside conversations and backstage stories with the stars that make Las Vegas the entertainment capital of the world. We are streaming live every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on LasVegasBackstageTalk.com. Audio of past shows are archived on LasVegasBackstageTalk.com. Videos of backstage interviews are also on LasVegasBackstageTalk.com. And we are available on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Las Vegas Backstage Talk.